I be the most. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, uh, Donkey Kong. Uh, trash. Jack, trash. you trying to smack talk you? Smack talking back. There we go. See, there we and go. Trash smack talk. talking one oh one. Jack, who do you mean as? Um, I may, I mean a snake. There we go. Oh. Um, Kids have skills. If he's manning at Snake, he's going to smash you. I'm sorry, mate. You've got no chance. Uh, I'm yeah. voting Jack. Here well, we go. Votes. Voice. You don't get yeah. votes when I'm kicking the shit out of a small child, Dave. <laughs> In What's a computer game. In a computer game. No way! No way! I'm even doing it because I would get the ultimate move. Exactly. Yeah, he's going to wreck you, mate. Okay, Gareth. If you need anything translated, please let me know as he does have a speech impediment. No, it's fine. I can I can understand your child. Thank you. So, Jack, if you could just sit there for quiet for a minute, and then we'll bring you onto our feature. Okay. How much does a six-year-old know about computer games? Okay. I will, I will back up to the covers. Good boy. Uh, so, basically, what it was is I always said to myself, whenever I was... Uh, Jack can't hear at the moment, by the way, because he's got his headphones on playing Smash. Whenever I used to masturbate into a sock, I always used to think to myself, <laughs> if I ever shoot this into a woman and it comes out male, I'm going to make that child the best gaming expert that's ever lived. And I think I'm well ahead of schedule. Wow. So, uh, absolutely <laughs> Well ahead of schedule. As if, like, as if you literally, actually, I'm not even going to put it past you, you probably have written this down on some sort of wall. Probably. Well, listen to this. <laughs> listen to, Jack, what's the worst game ever made? Fortnite. Thank you. Did you hear that? Yeah, to be fair, the kid's got a point. 
Exactly. And he is well versed. Yeah. Well versed. Well versed in the arts. He's okay, well versed Gareth. in trash, exactly. So he knows he knows. So the, the today's feature will be is Gareth smarter than a six year old? Oh no. Uh, where we go Sorry? Oh no. Did you just say you're not? I said oh no. Because I didn't in. know this was coming. That's what she said. Yeah, that's how you're a father. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how Jack came about to be fair. Um so I haven't really come on here with any real thing. I know you guys do stuff like, oh, did you know? Uh, and things like that. Because yeah, yeah. Heaven it... forbid that a fucking podcast needs features rather than a crazy man talking ramble shit for two and a half hours. I so, know, I know, carry I know. On. I'm sorry. Uh, so you guys can do that uh, if you want. Go on. Well, no, what I was going to do is um, talk about MCM. Because it, you know, seeing as you listen so avidly, um, oh, you went to the Comic Con. I went to Comic Con as the press, and I thought yeah, I'd but, just update everyone. Yeah, but you said that in a message. You didn't say that in one of your podcasts. Yeah, I did. You did. Oh, okay. I said it last Sorry. podcast. <laughs> well, they, attractive women. Huh? Attractive women. Uh, always, of course. Good, it's not exactly. about the attractive women. Good. It's about the convention as a whole. Right. So am I allowed to speak about it, Rob? What am I asking you? Did you speak about it last week? No, of course I didn't. I wasn't there. Well, last week. See, you keep saying that as if we release this weekly. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Be serious. Last episode, I had yet to go to Comic-Con. Comic-Con has now been and happened, and I was there. Um, And so, yeah, now I'm going to talk about it. What was your cosplay, Dave? I didn't cosplay. Oh. Um... You know, because I was taking pictures of people. Uh, don't, don't be like that. They did asked you me ask to... them? Yeah, of course I did. Consent is all the rage at the minute. In the <laughs> yeah. You know. It's a fad. <laughs> I actually got in trouble at work because we had, like, some sexual health people come in and they, they were saying some stuff to the kids, like, yo, does this constitute as sex, uh, as consent? Uh, please stop. Well, that's not consent, is it? Then there was one that said, oh, go on if if you have to. And then I said to the teacher that came in to do the outside presentation that my wife says that to me a lot. And she said, but that's not consent. And I said, oh, no. So, oh, go on then if you have to. That's consent, isn't it? No, that sounds like she's given in. That's just, that, it's just another way of saying yes. Exactly. No, I, think, I think that's the opposite of consent. <laughs> no, it's like if someone says, if you're in the pub, Gareth's in the pub, and he goes, someone goes, oh, Gareth, if you want one for the road, front road, and then Gareth would go, oh, go on, and if I have to, he's not saying no, is he? Um, I guess it all just depends on context. If that's the way that you and your wife communicate, then that to you and to her is consent. She she hasn't gone to the police and claimed that she you've raped her, so no. you know, I'm going to assume it's consent. It is consent. So Okay. Uh, That's it. Yeah. Um Do you do you wanna ask any questions that aren't related to women or sex about Comic Con before I start, Rob? Should we just get okay. it out of the way? Um what is, what was the best like suit oh, that you I saw? The best suit or the best yeah. cosplay? The the one that made you think, oh, I wish you were my girlfriend. 
<laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see, I'm not going to answer that question in that context. The best cosplay that I saw, difficult. Yeah. There was a life-size Bowser made, uh, the guy pretty much made a mascot suit uh, from yeah. scratch. Uh, from absolute scratch. I was convinced he bought it. Um, yeah. Did he? But no. Because uh, you asked him and he said, no, I made it, so he believed in and then he showed, and then he gave me his Facebook page, and then I proceeded to go onto the Facebook page and see all the. Uh, it took him, took him four months to make, and then obviously he took progress pictures and wrote a blog on it and everything like that. It was extremely impressive because nice. um, the guy was about, he was almost seven foot tall. The guy was massive. Hey. So um, seeing him in a full Bowser cosplay yeah. um, was great. How did you know he didn't buy it and then just deconstructed it and then reversed the video? Because so, like, I trust him. Because he was proud. Because only people like you would fucking do that. That's weird. That, that yeah, would take significant more effort. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Just yeah, it would. It, I suppose, yeah. Buying a cosplay, deconstructing it and then rebuilding it. Even if he did that, I'd be fucking impressed. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I yeah, was there any zero suit, Sam? Oh. Sorry, Gareth. <laughs> I think maybe we should take a not... What was the fit bird question? Um, this is what... it. I'm going to ignore all the fit bird questions that I can't go out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I've never been to a Comic Con type event, so what's the sort of general flow? Like, are there events going on around the hall, or is it just people selling stuff? Was it how many yeah, so... Funko Pops were there? I know this is it. Yeah, I went to. Um, so how uh, conventions um, work? So they usually um, rent out, say three to five convention halls depending on the size of the place so smaller conventions would just be in say one hall and it might just literally be comic con they only sell comic books but for the larger ones um run by mainly mcm and i think there's one by like the london film festival um they usually rent out like huge convention halls and um spread all the stalls um, across those convention halls. Um, so in previous years, it's been quite crowded um, and just full of mainstream media. Okay. So last year, uh, last year in March, um, CEX, Zavi, and um, Forbidden Planet all had large like center stand stalls selling stuff which they already sell so Zavi was selling all the stuff that you could get cheaper on their website CEX was selling all the stuff that they already sell in their second hand stores around the country and then like Forbidden Planet was doing some con deals but not not enough to really warrant their presence there so a lot of people were saying is that if you're just going to sell out to like these large mainstream stalls then that's not what conventions are about it's about like artists drawing it's about you know the cosplay community it's about the interests and you know questions and um fan panels and celebrity panels and things like that that's the reason people go to comic-con um so people were a bit skeptical because come November, like I said, it was still quite crowded. They hadn't really figured out how to, or they tried to cram as much stuff in there as possible. 
um, loads of Funko Pops, like loads of like memorabilia shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but people aren't really interested in it. And so this year I was, I was pleasantly surprised because I was allowed to go in an hour before the convention opened just to walk around. Um, oh and it my was, Dave, you couldn't do that in London, mate. I might be able to. I've got no, a press you're not pass for Birmingham. Shot down here, are you? Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I've got the press pass because of the podcast. This is this is your achievement as well as mine. This isn't just me. Thank you. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's harder in London, isn't it? Um, in Birmingham, they go, "What's a podcast?" No, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, think this is man's from the future. Okay. What, what accent are you doing? I don't know. He sounds Texan. Brummy, isn't it? No, he sounds Texan. This man's from the future. No, that's not it. That's that's Mancunian. This. Oh, that that guy's from the future. Says he's got a podcast. No, that's definitely Yorkshire. Okay. Sorry. Right, stop it. Um, so this year it was a lot more spaced out. So there was um. They had organised the convention halls into different zones. Um, they called them like really quite campy stuff, like cosplay corner and game central. No, and camp what? That's us. No, no, no. We're game. Were we central. supposed to what be there? Um, no, they called it the game portal. That's oh, okay. it. Sorry. Was it like Which, a portal or? No, it wasn't such. No, no. but it was blue. Um, the portals are not blue, Dave. No, I don't know why they call it Game Portal, but yeah, so they kind of separated the um, the different interests of the convention into the different sections of the hall. So it felt a lot more planned out. It felt like you could identify where you're going to, and it 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 just allowed you to explore it a bit more. So, so a bit had... like London. Yeah, so a bit like London. Yeah, when when you went to London six years ago, it's a it's just catching up. The... The last time I went to London was four years ago, and it was yeah. a crowded mess. Yeah, that's it was, London. It was unbearable. <laughs> that's London. The convention. Anyway, yeah. you're distracting me again. So they had um, like an artist corner, which was really good because they had um, people who were drawing like anime portraits, selling original art, um, no original comic books. No, it was no very popular buys. actually. Oh really? Um, and then you had like the cosplay corner where you had like actual costume stalls. So you had like a steampunk stall. Um, people were like selling like sewing accessories and foam and um, cosplay swords and um, all these accessories, which I hadn't seen in a large convention like that. So that was really good to see. And then they separated like the retail stores and even like in the convention or like the retail zone it was mainly independent people who were selling like t-shirts um there was only two stores selling funko pops so so when you say independent do you mean that they didn't live with their parents uh yeah let's go with that uh no i mean as in set up businesses that aren't big high street stores which i like which you like yeah, Comic and Cocktails were there, apparently. They're one of my favourite online stores. They're independent. Yeah. www.comicsandcocktails.com Code yeah, what, what did they sell, Rob? Forward slash. slash Game Central figures. for a 10% <laughs> yeah. discount. Uh, they, they sell stuff like um, uh, merchandise. So I bought a few of my Mezco toys from there. 
Yeah. Mezco yeah. one twelve. Yeah. So um, they must have been there, but I um didn't. I didn't look at any people's names. <laughs> that sounds bad. No. Uh, but you I just didn't. had her independent. Um, there was a there was a guy selling customizable um like plates and bowls and mugs. Oh, were they all dead so, <laughs> well, actually, there was, yeah. There was quite yeah. a lot of collection of dead But um, he has designed all of these, um, like, drawings and then printed them onto, like, cutlery and, like, plates and, you know, kitchenware, pretty much. Oh, wow. Which is quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, no, it's just unique. It was just something that highlighted that caught my attention. I can get um, a plate with anything on it. I've got a plate with Princess Diana on not it. Not a competition, Bob. Fucking hell. Yeah. So there you go. It's got the Princess of Hearts and it's got like her face on it. Really oh, nice plate. It's a good plate. They were good quality. But um, yeah, they really stretched. Um, it felt like they had kind of hit or they were going in the right direction in forms of retail. Like all of the t-shirts which I bought were original designs which I've only actually seen on websites um, and like aren't available Really, in normal height. Oh, have they got uh, permission to use well, the characters? Well, how if they're independent? Do you know how much it costs what? to franchise a Marvel character? Rob, this this section literally isn't going to take long. But if you're going to like dissect the business <laughs> strategies of every single fucking stall, I told I just want to get onto the. It's going to be like two hours. Well, shut the fuck up, then. Was there anyone that you would have risked your marriage for? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course there was. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. What celebrities yeah. were there, Dave? Um, so we had guest the speakers from Fucking um, hell. There was a guest speaker from the guy who does Hellboy, so the new Hellboy one uh movie. Ron Perlman. There we go. Uh the new Hellboy movie was the one that they were pressed most. I was a little bit disappointed because all of his guest speaking was actually pre recorded stuff. Oh brilliant. Um, the actual guests there, though, were from, like, Netflix series. So there was three people from the Umbrella Academy. Um, Not the main there ones. Was... Yeah. There was oh, wow. Luther and the uh, the main black lead lady. Oh. What's her oh, name? Oh, I can't say that. You can't say that. Delete that, Gareth. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Um, forgotten and... the name. Um, and then there was a couple of voice actors from um, some of the animes that have released on Netflix. Um, oh, brilliant. What colour were they? Uh, stop. What is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was also a couple of artists. There were a few mm. Walking Dead um, characters there. So Walking Dead characters. Who? Yeah. I don't Who? know. I don't watch Walking Dead. What do they look I like? Huh? What do they look like? There's one black with big dreadlocks and a tiger. <laughs> no. I don't sure? know. One was a woman, one was a man. I don't know who they were. One was Chinese. Oh, well. That makes it better, Bob. Um, and then there was a couple of Supernatural people there because uh, they announced that Supernatural was going for one more season. And then what they made got them the Supernatural? Season. Um. Did they have ghosts around them and stuff like Probably. that? Did they see into the future? Was it the two main guys from Supernatural? No, it wasn't. Otherwise, literally, the, the, it would blow up Birmingham if that happened. 
Yours. That's a pretty bad south to Manchester. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I was very impressed with the convention as a whole. Oh, I'm uh, glad. The cosplay was top notch. I got brilliant. Like, Here we go. This is more like it. Fucking come on, then, Rob. Ask your pervy questions, and I'll just deny and don't talk about any of them. No, I didn't want to cheat on my wife with any of the people that I phoned. <laughs> um, no, nobody showed me their tits. No, nobody. Not even in adversity. No, no one was in super revealing cosplay. Okay. What's the point? Because you're a pervert. No, I know, but like, when you go around London, you can at least think, bloody hell, she looks like she's hardly wearing anything, or that doesn't leave much to imagination. There was nothing like that in Birmingham. Well, probably, but I weren't looking for it. I I Um, hate it when guys say stuff like that. Why? When, because at our oh, very because nature, it's unimaginable our very... that I can't be a misogynist. No. It's unimaginable that I can't be a You're misogynist. denying your very biology, what what makes you up as a human being, as a man. Gareth goes to the gym now. He unleashes testosterone all over the place. <laughs> you think if he didn't go to one of those places, he wouldn't be walking around going, oh, I'm quite happy with my wife. Oh, I don't want to drag her somewhere. Okay. So, Dave, that sounded brilliant. It was really good. Um, yes. Highly recommend going to uh, a MTM convention. Uh, they've recently been taken over by this new company, and it seems like it's going in the correct direction. Um, I had a really good photo shoot with an X-Men group, which was good. Uh, there was also some a Disney photo shoot that I did where they all dressed up as fairies. So, Rob probably would have been horrendously inappropriate in front of them. I don't really like fairies. Uh, that's not my thing. But yeah, Have you seen Wreck It Ralph? Really good. No. Yes. What? You've not seen Wreck It Ralph? No, I haven't. The second one, he breaks the internet. Yeah, I've seen both. You know when like all the princesses are sitting around in like their pajamas and stuff. Yeah. I just thought to myself, let me in there. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you even feel a bit like that, Gareth? Like it was a bit sexual. Well, the Disney princesses are all designed specifically to be found attractive. By yeah, men. I was about to say. So. They're meant to be. They're, they're drawn because they're meant to be attractive. Yeah, and they're all I know sat which around in That women would be sat around if they were very comfortable. Which I except one, Gareth. You yes. know which one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The princess and the frog. That one. No. <laughs> I thought maybe the small child one would be the one. I yeah, would and be. that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's not a princess. She's not a princess, so uh fine. Not a princess. Okay. Okay. Right, so now Dave's done that, what what would you normally do now? Yeah. Well we'd probably do a link, but seeing as you want to just rush through this fucking cosplay you're saying this podcast. <laughs> rush through this cosplay. Sorry, okay. I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm not sat here dressed like a fairy. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely. Fucking missing out. Let me just tell uh, you that. I'm just sitting in my pants. Alright. Um, probably yeah. the news. Eh? We'd probably go on to the news. So, Gareth, you're the guy with the news. Hit us with it. Oh, yeah, we haven't done one in a couple of weeks, so there's been some big news, but I'm just going to start off with some headlines that have come out in the past like day or two. Uh, first one, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey are getting VR support with Labo VR when that comes out. 
Oh, yeah, I read that the VR doesn't have a head strap. It doesn't look like it in any of the pictures they've shown. It's just a no, kid. It genuinely doesn't holding so a what, box you to hold his it, face. You got to yeah. hold the box with both hands to your face. Yeah, yeah, while holding the switch. So you're like holding the switch up to your face. You're doing exactly what they advise you on the box not to do. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm double checking. Yeah. It's virtual reality. Yeah, I guess you could lie fa- flat and then just lie face first onto it. <laughs> just literally, kids just like slamming their heads onto desks with like a with like a um and and something you wear when you're scuba diving, like a breathing app. Oh yeah, just imagine with the oxygen tank on their back. Yeah. But what what, what do you think it's going to be, Dave? Do you think it's going to be just kind of depth of field thing with the whole VR? I reckon like a cheap three uh, D yeah, trick, I, like three D. I reckon. Yeah, I I don't reckon it can be much more. If I'm honest, um, you know, with the, with the technology and the peripheral that um is provided, I can't imagine it's gonna um be like groundbreaking. I reckon it'll be quite. I reckon it'd be better than I expect it to be, uh, but probably not worth the money. Well, that's the thing with uh, Nintendo, isn't it? It's always sort of better than you expect it to be. Yeah, exactly. You're not wrong. Uh-huh. All right, next headline. Prince Harry weighs in on video game addiction, thinks Fortnite should be banned. Oh, yes. I think it should. Yeah. Remember he dressed up as an... Well, I'll say... Uh, uh... <laughs> oh. Wait, what? And he's ginger. Prince- Prince Harry didn't dress up as a Nazi, did he? Yeah. Don't you remember? Hang on. Well, you look at that whilst I... Um... D- Dave's adopted yeah, Google. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, basically, yeah. Fortnite, I think what a lot of people are talking about is it's not the game per se, it's just the way that the game goes about itself and what it does to children. Yeah. yeah. It's very insidious. Well, you say what it does to children... Um... I guess it's the same with any game, isn't it? No, no, no it's the way that it it, uh, it underhanded tactics and getting them to spend money. Uh, right, it's that yeah, addictive yeah, gameplay yeah. loop. I'm with you. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, games uh, have been around for like 30 years. There's never been a game that grabbed children like this for yeah, a reason. Yeah, Moonwalker. Yeah. No. <laughs> On the Mega Drive. Uh... Slightly troubling um, uh, now that, that documentary's come out. Yeah, exactly. Um, I could yeah. imagine, you know, the. I think blaming Fortnite isn't exactly fair. I think it's more the fact that they need to focus on the underhand, like, gambling advertising tactics that they're using. The game as a whole probably shouldn't be banned. It should be more, let's get legislation involved so we can protect people from this underhanded, you don't realise that you're gambling, but you're gambling loot box culture. You know, that that's what needs to be fixed. Belgium's done it, and I don't know why other countries don't follow lead. Really. Because yeah. I don't understand it. Belgium does it, so I mean, we should just do it then, Dave. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, no. What I'm saying is, yeah, it's because it's changed the face of gaming in Belgium. It's false country. It's false companies like EA to rethink their practice and to be like, oh, actually, it's now illegal to do this shit in Belgium. So if we want to sell something like FIFA, we've got to actually right. produce content rather than selling fake cards on FIFA Ultimate Team. Like well, you know, because that's their current that's their current business model is release a subpar game and then people who are addicted 
to the gambling sensation, which is Ultimate Team, will buy the game because they need to feed their addiction. All right. Well, not a million miles away from that. Uh, Rage 2 is going to include a cheats that you pay <laughs> real money for. Oh, no. Why did you just go to ruin that? That sounded good. I've got to pay for cheats. Yes. Okay, what sort of cheats are we talking about? I don't know. I've not got the game. Oh, right, so it doesn't it doesn't name a cheat in the... Uh, well, I can't imagine any cheat that I'd pay money for. Rob, no, no way. Yeah, I was that yeah. Um would you would you would you pay money for a cheat? Maybe a everyone's naked cheat. Would you would you would you pay for that? Um Well, I have cheated on my wife, but I haven't paid for it. <laughs> Is that what you were talking? No, game cheats, mate. Game Oh cheats. shit. Tear that out, Gareth, please. <laughs> Alright. Um gaming cheats, no, because I don't think you can call it a cheat. I think what they're trying to do is get around. Um, what would you call it when, when you pay to get? Yeah, you know when you pay to get like a, a head start of everyone else. That's um, basically what it is, but they're just calling it a cheat. A cheat for me is something like um, Infinite Lives or Infinite Bullets. Or we come from a time when. Cheats were basically used once you've completed a game to just muck about, or like Grand Theft Auto being one of the best examples of just spawning tanks and going on a rampage. Um, yeah, I think cheats nowadays in their in their primitive form are no longer really included in games, are they? No, not, often, not really. No. I'm trying to think. Because... It's less. It's less cheats now. It's more to do with like secrets and like Easter eggs. Or did yeah. you notice this? You know, a, a game like you said, a game like Red Dead Redemption, you would expect there to be cheats, but now it's more just like, oh no, you need to do this thing to unlock this costume. Where yeah. in previous times that used to be, just write this code, and then suddenly you got a flaming horse as if you're a Ghost Rider. Exactly. Um, you know, they weren't really game breaking. Um, no. Cheats. They were, like you said, they were very just realistic there. in Red Dead, though, would they? Oh, just imagine. Basically, what cheats were is they were originally... Real hunger. <laughs> Sorry. Cheats were originally for developers. So, obviously, when they needed to do bug testing and stuff and they wanted infinite life, say, yeah. they'd put the code in and it would them infinite life or it would do it. Or if in Grand Theft Auto they needed to spawn a particular car in order to test they would use it to check it wasn't game-breaking. But obviously, they'd leave the codes in. And obviously, Lego uh, level select in the earlier games hmm. is obvious that they used it. So when they were yeah, sort of bug testing, testing and stuff, yeah, they, they could just that's go why it looked like debug menus, like on, yeah, yeah. On Sonic and stuff like that. It just looks like <laughs> debug menus. You have to put in the, like the hexadecimal signatures of the, like, the yeah. fucking game and <laughs> Konami <laughs> code and stuff like that. The, the famous Konami code. Yeah, I just don't know. Like you said, it's not a cheat code, then, is it? It's just a mod. It's just a paid-for mod. Yeah, that's what um, it is. Which people, you know, sell anyway. So you said, yeah. let's go, oh, calling it a cheat code is just harking back nostalgia. But it's not a cheat code because cheat codes are primarily free. That's what makes them cheats. Oh. All right. Sort the companies out, Gareth. Sort them out. Yeah, okay. Gareth. Sorry, sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> right, let's move on to the actual news. How, how up to date with the news have you been keeping, Rob? Very. I doubt okay. that highly, but let's see. What are you trying to say that if I don't do the game central? No, I'm trying to say that you're a busy man. 
because I am. This is what I'm saying. Why do you always but take it's not a like a newspaper suggest... called Gaming Weekly, is there? That you this have to I buy mean. it. I've you're, got a you're... thing called a smartphone. Mine's really for smart. It's a Galaxy S9. Yeah, I have the S9 as well. Good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in the uh, time since our last podcast, Google announced an online uh, console that will live in Chrome that will let you stream games over the internet. And it's called Stadia. Stadia, um, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. But the main thing that I have a problem with is I tried the um, PlayStation Now and it was a mess. You know, I don't have the bandwidth to be able to do it. Game Pass is different because you can actually download the games. But streaming as a service, we're not even there yet. So before that even happens, I can't even comprehend it. 4K, 60 frames per second. I don't think so. I can't even talk to you guys on this without you going... And neither of you in 4K. (laughs) Yeah, you got a point. Um... Yeah, no one's bandwidth is that high. It's different, isn't it, for streaming movies because um, the environment isn't constantly changing like it is in a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the movie will buffer, won't it? Exactly. Precisely. There's no buffering with games. It just has because to come set, in. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a set file. A game is a continuously changing medium in regards to the file size. It would literally just draw information as it needs it so yeah you could almost wait for it to buffer and then move a step and then you'd have to wait for it to buffer again <laughs> yeah 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 i'm not sure if that'll work um, and there's no you, again, you it, know, could wrong. it could know. it could work seamlessly um and it could be the next level have you got much in what what does it offer in regards to games uh, we don't know yet. They've not announced how much it'll be, if there's any kind of subscription, or if you'll be buying the games and then playing them through the internet that way. They've announced uh, a partnership with Ubisoft. Okay. So, oh, sorry. Uh, so it's not Google saying, oh, we're going to release our own games like Microsoft. No, it's them saying, well, release Assassin's yeah. Creed, then Assassin's Creed, then <laughs> Assassin's Creed. They may as well have called it Assassin's Creed. Online. But I definitely think gaming is going to be like Netflix before long. That's the future. That's, you know, that's not going to change. It's just who gets there first. And when it comes to money and resources, Google are pretty similar to how Microsoft were when they entered the console uh, business. You know, yeah, where they've got basically of... money to burn. The Xbox, yeah. you know, it was kept afloat by their finances. It wouldn't be here now if it was if if they were a yeah, startup no, company. A tiny company, they wouldn't have made it. Yeah, you're not wrong. But also, remember when the Xbox One was coming out, and everyone was like, "I don't want an always online console. This is yeah. going to be spying on me. I, all this yeah. bullshit." Like Google Stadia is the thing you can only play on the internet, and only the best internet possible, which yeah is not always going to be available. Even if you get internet that's like 200 megabytes a second, what you'll actually be getting is probably like less than half of that if yeah. your ISP isn't a scumbag, which they all are. Yeah. And also it all depends on um it all depends on what other devices are being used in the house. Like, you know, bandwidth is so subjective because like you just said, you might have 200 megabit broadband, but because 
you know, you might be playing, someone might be playing online, um, someone else is streaming, or someone else is just even simply watching something on Facebook, um, you know, um, it drains the bandwidth. And like you said, unless it is top rate, then it won't, um, yeah. sorry, it won't actually work. Yeah, or because the even, streaming will just stop. Yeah, even just you could do a speed test on your internet in the morning with nothing else connected, and then do one in the afternoon, yeah. and there'll be completely different speeds. Yeah, it will change. Like unless Google are saying we figured out a way to stream sixty frames a second, four K gameplay somehow to you at this exact speed, and ISPs yeah. can somehow, say, "Oh, we can oh, offer that in a package guarantee." Yeah. Like somehow oh, over four yeah. megabits a second. Yeah. Uh, then maybe because that's the current four K bandwidth. No, it's eight. So four K Netflix. Netflix. Sorry. Um, Netflix. Comes through. Netflix. I don't know what's wrong with my brain today. Just imagine Netflix. It sounds like a bad. Yeah, it sounds good. So they stream, stream candles over the internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Netflix four K streams. I think at eight megabits per second. That's how quickly it will buffer. Um, so your your device, which is streaming 4K, needs to stream and have the processing power for 8 megabits per second, because they they've refined it so that 4K can pass through every and be accessible to everyone. So unless Google is able to do that as well, but again, that's 4K video, which is buffering yeah, the exactly. video ahead of time. So you're talking maybe a game, I reckon. I reckon a game at 15 megabits or maybe even 20 megabits per second is it's un- feasible. It's, you can't comprehend it. And what I want to go back to is when Gareth said about the when everyone went mad when they talked about the Xbox One being always online. And um, I think if this announcement had come from Nintendo, Sony or Microsoft, it would have been viewed very differently yeah. because we're pretty set with our um, Nintendo, Microsoft and Sony. But I think people, because it's a new venture by Google... Yeah, like uh, a new, we're quite, yeah, we're quite a new challenger has entered the ring, and we're like, yeah. well, let's see what they can offer. Let's let's see what happens. And you know, if it was one of our beloved consoles, there would have been an uproar similar to when it. If they said the PlayStation Five is an always online game, the, a console that streams, I think it would have been met with yeah. negativity. But because it's Google, um, we've got our consoles, and we're like, well, if this doesn't work out, we've always got our tried and tested consoles which we love. So. Yeah. Either way, it's a win-win. Yeah, I think Xbox have said they're working on something similar to this, which isn't a surprise, but I think Shocking, yeah. the best sort of um, implementation of this would be, say, you buy a game off Xbox Live, whilst it's downloading, you're playing a streamed version. Maybe it's like not HD, maybe it's just 720p instead of 1080, and you're downloading in the background whilst you're playing the game. Say you're playing through the tutorial streamed. Yeah. And then when it f- finishes downloading, you just switch over seamlessly to the installed version. The graphics kick up. Um, yeah, you're not playing the streamed anymore. Yeah. yeah, something like that is. I think that's a better implementation than just yeah. play the entire game streamed off the internet because it's just. Yeah, because I was just I was just thinking like you know how how often do servers go down when I'm playing on Xbox like you know EA servers continuously crash when you're trying to play FIFA like they kick people out mm-hmm. um, Apex has only gone down twice since I've played it but you know PUBG used to go down all the fucking time so you sit there and go like internet as a thing despite the fact it's an infrastructure now is still quite unstable so you're saying is that if I'm streaming a game and playing it 
I'm streaming Assassin's Creed. Um, you know, I'm playing it. That doesn't auto-save enough for me to say, get through half a mission, and then it'll be like, oh, your internet cut, oh, you lost connection to the server for like less than, say, two seconds. But yeah. that's enough for it to just cut out and then reload, kick you back to like the start menu, and then it'll be like continue game. You click continue game, and you're back at the start of the fucking mission because that's where the last checkpoint was. But this yeah. is where everyone's you know? like, they're just, they're thinking about a single console. But when you think, if your wife's downstairs, watching a 4k on the downstairs tv you're upstairs trying to play on the stadia and you've got a kid playing smash bros online on the switch this it's is like it. that really draws on your internet connection especially wireless yeah i said you know even if you um you know even if you have the whole you know if you even if you have your pc or your laptop like connected directly to the fucking router with an ethernet cable and it's like super fast like 100 gigabit cat 7 ethernet cable it, it, it's it's not going to be as stable like that that's as stable as you can get it as soon as like you just said my wife downstairs is watching netflix like no i'm fucked i can't i can't yeah. play this game now <laughs> and there's yeah. no physical copy for me or a hardware for me to download it onto well, there's no alternative. Is there? There's no alternative. That's it's it. It's not like oh, I'll play offline then, or yeah. I'll play that physical game I've got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No alternative. It's either you play it with the best networking feasible, um, and then you just give up. You just go, oh yeah, not playing that tonight. Then I'll just watch Netflix with my wife. And yeah. which is a <laughs> Why am I paying for that? Yeah, you know, I think that's it. I just think Game Pass is is a good idea. It's good like i've i've had it i had it for a month or so and i thought i didn't renew it because i didn't, wasn't very interested in the games but i, That's I the do only issue foresee something that no like one, that yeah no, no one wants to put their games on it it's almost too much of a risk yeah um to put their games on game pass because then they don't see the immediate um profit yeah no. i mean if if this google thing is like £10 a month, you get to play any game that's on it, then maybe they've got something there. But you still need a It doesn't matter, right? though, Gareth. Like, it depends on the games. Like, if it's Assassin's Creed Origins, if it's you know Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, if it's Ghost Recon, you're not going to care. It doesn't matter how newfangled and impressive it is. A console is only as good as its games. And if they're all crap, or they're Google that they've just made, it's going to end up like the Oya, or whatever that thing was called. It's the games that matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's irrelevant. Yeah, but what if, say, the new Call of Duty comes out and day one you can play it on Stadia with your existing £10 subscription? Something like that. It Maybe you can only play uh, single player because multiplayer would be, wouldn't work, right, I assume. It'd be too much yeah. lag. It'd be silly. <clears throat> yeah, what something like that? No, because people would still rather buy a physical copy everyone is going unless until it's like really really certain that you can play it and enough people have got it and enough people have uh, have bought into it and it's sturdy i don't think anyone's gonna give it up and to be honest i know there are a few idiots out there that would pay to have call of duty like a few days early but who is going to replace their ps4 or their xbox one x or their xbox one with this new stadia console it's not console, it's just Google Chrome. Which, by the way, is the worst browser. It uses <laughs> RAM like a fucking beast. 
<laughs> so it is you you use your PC to access Stadia. You yeah. you access it through Chrome. So I guess you could anything that has Chrome on it. So I'm guessing a it's phone, a plug-in. Laptop, a, yeah. say a tablet. Yeah. I I just don't I could be wrong, but I just I don't know. I don't think now. Like you said, we don't know enough about it yet. Yeah. Um, Google it, do have a habit. It's of more about killing implementation. Yes, exactly. So we it, have I mean, what? if you say they let you buy games, so say you buy the new Call of Duty on Stadia, and then a year and a half from now, Google say, oh, uh, not that many people get into Stadia, so we're we're getting rid of it. You, just, you just lose your game yeah, yeah that that was actually going to be my point like the reason why these consoles um are still popular and people still that they almost were against digital downloads and um they prefer physical copies because if the server breaks i can still play a physical cd well, you can still um, get your ps2 out you can still get your xbox out and what are these youtubers going to do when they've got their games on the wall <laughs> to show that they know what they're talking about <laughs> yeah well, yeah. too fair what are they yeah. going to do just are they going to post screenshots of all their exactly. digital libraries this, this is not the same is it yeah. no imagine if when Sony said we're not making the PSP anymore if Rob your PSP had just set on fire spontaneously <laughs> it can bust exactly. like a Mission Impossible tape yeah. it just went poof <laughs> no, that's it and you're just no left more. with memories yeah. you can't go I can't sit down with my son and say Son, when I was your age and Arcadia first come out, this was one of the first games I ever played, like we do with Sonic the Hedgehog or Streets of Rage. Yeah. Yeah. It will be like, oh, it doesn't exist anymore, so I can't show you. Oh, the first film I watched was on Netflix, but that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they're taking it down. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah Gareth, so no one is going to own anything in the future, Gareth. We're all going to live in the Matrix, and that's where we're getting to, where everything is just, you won't own your car. You, your car's on finance. You don't own your house because you rent it. You don't own any of your media because you stream it. And then when you die, it's like you never even existed. <laughs> okay. All right. Jeez. So moving on. Uh, moving on. Also that. Just, yeah. Carry on. Borderlands Sorry. Three. Ooh, oh yeah. yes. I'm excited for Borderlands Three. They announced it a at a uh, panel. Uh, was it PAX? I think it was PAX West. Oh, um, I heard it was at Birmingham Comic Con. <laughs> uh, it was, um... yeah, PAX East. PAX East, yes. Um, In New York. I watched I the whole Tiny panel. I hate Tiny Tina, though. So Tiny Tina's great. Fuck everyone. It's not. the worst thing about games. I'm surprised you don't love her, mate. Because she's a like... fucking sex pest as well. No, she is. You know, she's just really annoying. Like... She's everything that I hate in gaming characters. Like, she's purposefully twee. Yeah, to be fair, I do agree with you with this one. It's the sort of one that would, like, write down... I almost I almost quit world. playing Borderlands 2 because of her. Yeah. She's great, and you're all wrong. Because when she came yeah. up, yeah, even Mark was just like, I hate this section. And I was yeah. just like, I'm already hating it. Like, I, I had flashbacks, because I... I watched my brother and his best mate complete Borderlands 2 the first time I ever actually experienced it. Um, and then when it came out with the, you know, collection, it's gone what it's yeah. called. Handsome Jack? Is mm-hmm. it Handsome No, it's just a handsome collection. There we go. Sorry, it's just a handsome collection. Um, we bought that when it was on sale and it was the first time I actually played through it, but we, I just, com- just spammed it all. Like, I was just addicted to it. I loved it. Um, and it was great. It was great. But yeah, that section alone just irritated me 
no end. I did yeah. strangely enjoy her DLC though with the D and D style. Yeah, because she wasn't in it much. Yeah, mainly. She um, is a murderous yeah. child who likes exploding things, and I like that. Okay, yeah, but she's so annoying. You can't. Well, Gareth, maybe if you have children and one of your children turns out like that, it won't be so funny. Just imagine. September thirteenth is the launch date. Uh, oh, really? Buzzed. And uh, um, on PC, it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive. Ooh. Oh, this is controversial, but I don't know much about it because I'm not into PC gaming, so I don't care. A lot of people do care, and I don't know why. Like, you've been waiting seven years for Borderlands 3. Oh, uh, I've got to download another launcher. Yeah, it's like a free launcher. You've got it anyway. If, you, if you're if you on a PC, you've got it anyway. Because they've been yeah. giving away free games every two weeks for, like, months now. So we've got, like, seven or eight free games off them. So why See, have you not got nice. downloaded? Anyway. And so you give your... 50 quid to Epic instead of Valve. It's still going yeah. to the people who made Borderlands. The people who yeah, made Borderlands are still going to... shady business. Shady business. Like, you know, Epic has been promising uh, unrealistic things to these companies to get them on board. You said that's going, no, but that's business. Is that not business? It's business. Yes, <laughs> I don't it's dog eat dog, isn't it? it. Where some people yeah. turn around sometimes and go... That's but I didn't fair. understand the argument because it, they're, they're, they're talking as if Valve hasn't been super shady and untrustworthy in the past. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, no, so Valve, the Valve has been great. Right. What are you on about? You've been indoctrinated. It's like a religion. Yeah. <laughs> Steam or nothing. Yeah. yeah, I personally don't get it either, Rob. It doesn't it's affect like, oh, you can only buy Tesco value peas in Tesco. <laughs> as just should be able to sell them as well. But no, not really. <laughs> I think Greg's still shout out there such as roles not only in Iceland but also in Tesco. The bastards it's selfish. Everyone should Bastard. just be nice in business yeah, and everyone sell bad. everyone else's stuff. Exactly. You see a lot of people online who are saying stuff like, I'm just gonna wait a year for exclusivity to end and get it on Steam. And you sit there and go, Yeah, but who 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 gets punished there? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the other person that suffers is you because you didn't get to play sure, Borderlands 3. going to come over to your house and say thank you very much and give yeah. you Half-Life 3. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks thanks for doing Valve, that. Denying Valve it for still yourself. makes millions. It's not that they're, they're, they're that bothered. Yeah. Like, they're still making millions. If anything, it, um, Valve should do more for their um, you know, business partners, these people who are making and trying to sell games. You know, The people who are selling games will go to the best deal. Yeah, they've got no loyalty. Like, that's Valve, how, Valve still that's seen how as the darlings of the game industry, though. What's that say? Valve still seen as the darlings of the industry in the PC world. You know they are, but I don't yeah, know been. why. Because All they've they been so shit. Dota two, that's it, and that's not even that popular yeah. in the grand scheme of things. You don't see Valve going out offering people money or better cuts of the profits to get their games on Steam. Because yeah, exactly. don't people care. They're a dispassionate well. money what? factory. People are selling out. People are oh, these. They, it's sick. These companies are selling out. Yeah, for a larger share of the pie. Sorry, that's disgusting. Sorry, what did you just hear yourself say? That it's just like, oh, I'm They're getting like... more money for the thing that I made because Valve is only offering me twelve percent when Epic is offering me twenty. Yeah. I'm probably going to take the twenty percent over the twelve. 
Here's the thing as well, right? <clears throat> Gearbox aren't just putting out Borderlands 3. They also remastered Borderlands 1, the Handsome Jack collection, Borderlands 2 and pre-sequel all got like remastered stuff as well. Yeah. Maybe the Epic thing is the only reason that was allowed to happen, right? If Epic come around and yeah. say, you put Borderlands 3 on us, we're giving you all this fucking money, you're going to make a lot yeah. of money if you put Borderlands 3 out on our thing, then they're like, oh shit. Well, then we can afford to give people Borderlands 1 yeah. remastered for free, which I now have because I already had Borderlands and they gave it to me for free. They didn't have to, but they did. Yeah, very true. And now what's going to happen it's like is... It's Final Fantasy and that, Metal Gear, when they went multi-platform. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going against Sony. It's like, no, they're businesses. Exactly. No, that's it, yeah. What's going to so happen is now is 2K Games, who own Gearbox, are going to say... Oh wow, we'll put out Borderlands 3 and look at all the money we made. Let's make more Borderlands games. Why is that bad? Yeah, exactly. Everyone wins. It's how and the game all is played. All you have to do as a consumer is download a free launcher. That's all you have to do as a consumer. Yeah. For console people, it doesn't matter because they'll just buy the game. Exactly, yeah. Console is fine, nothing changes. But there are some yeah. people who are like, oh, now I'm going to have to get it on PS4. Like, and why is that a bad thing? <laughs> just people oh. just want to fucking whinge. This is it. I think I World Last Two is going to be very good. I'm going to play yeah. a lot of it. I'm looking forward to it. I nearly, nearly bought the 220 pound loot chest version thing. Jesus, never do, never, oh. never. I did never. for Borderlands Two. Why? Because um, I'm was that a claptrap figure? Weak. No, Borderlands 2 came with a, it was one of the gun chests with a Marcus bobblehead in, and then like maps and postcards and shit. Like how much? So, so to to rationalise your brain, you gave in to the two hundred pound version last time. Yeah. Since buying that stuff, how much have you admired it or appreciated it and thought, "Fuck, that was worth my money." Very, very little, if ever. So therefore, you should rationalise your own brain. There we go. Every single time that you look at that price tag, Gareth, now, and you go, I didn't appreciate it last time. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, I didn't. I've not bought I it. Just, I, just, I just saved yourself. I've just saved you £120. Cheers, Dave. All there thanks to you. Yeah, literally. I gave you more of a vagina at the end of the day. Sorry, you said something about a vagina. The rest was cut out. What's going to get him more vagina at the end of the day? Gareth, you need to think about vagina and okay. how you're going to get that rather than how do I get a special, special edition of free. Yeah. Oh, it looks cool, though. There's, like, figurines in it and, like... A yeah, so does a cot. It always looks cool until a... it gets delivered to you, and then you realise, yeah. God, this is shit. It's such it's low plastic. Quality. It's plastic and it's crap. Imagine okay. having a girlfriend that's got, got like some tight bum, <laughs> and you think I've earned that through my gym work. Okay. Okay. But always ask for consent. What's consent, Dave? Give me. me and what does your wife say for consent? That's it. Done. Yes. Your wife just says yes. Yeah. yeah. As I'm sticking Like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Go on, Dave. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, did, did you watch the Borderlands 3 trailer? Um, I kind of did. 
everyone knew what to expect, didn't they? Come on. Yeah, there are people who were like, oh, it looks just like Borderlands 2. No. Why is that a bad thing? It's not. Again, that's not something that is bad. It's like saying um, Fortnite um, Season 2 looks the exact same as Fortnite Season 1. They don't complain about Fortnite that. Fortnite is like shit. Exactly, Fortnite is shit. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. don't, I just don't understand why people say that. It's, it's, it's the same way they say, oh, you know what, FIFA 18 and 19 look pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. because they're just, cause when something works, why are you changing it? You know? I, I just hope that a proper game like Borderlands comes along and shows these kids what actual online loot shooters can be like rather than yeah. Fortnite because obviously they haven't yeah. had the best. They've had Destiny in this crappy anthem. Yeah, I want them yeah, to have like, a really good shocking. game so they can see how it's done. Yeah. I think Borderlands 3 is going to be good. And you can quote I me think, on I, I'm really going to hope that it's going to be really good. I, I hope that they don't fuck it up. And I hope that they... Because what makes Borderlands and what makes a sequel equally as good as its predecessors is the story. Like, Are they going to continue doing what they did in the previous games, which were really good? So you sit there and go, it doesn't matter if it looks the same. It doesn't necessarily matter if it plays similar if they just tweak the things that they need to tweak and you know and it's all about the story it's all about the characters like that's the thing that sells the game it's got nothing to do with graphics or hey, visual design guns with legs that's not been in Borderlands before there we go uh, I've got a special move where I turn into a fucking android and shoot people I've seen it you, you do yeah. it very well see well done Dave um, alright, we're all, we're all excited for Borderlands 3. That makes me happy. Uh, our last story is the BAFTAs. The video game BAFTAs. I can, I can tell I wasn't allowed wait, to wait, 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 Rob, do you smell that? Do you, I smell a list coming. Do you smell a list? Do you smell it? It's one stinky list. Do you smell a list? Yeah. Should we be it's, silent for 15 yeah. minutes? I might go to the toilet as he reads out. Yeah, this. I'm going to just... I'll pause it a sec. No, I'm just going to mute it. Just, uh, it okay, then. Sorry, Gav. I mean, yes! I can't wait for this. The BAFTAs. Tell me more. The the BAFTAs happened. Everyone's dead happy that I get to read out the winners of the yes. BAFTAs. I cannot wait. Okay, so tell me in excruciating detail. <laughs> but make sure you do it like you usually do, like one of those. But not in the polling vote. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to read out the category and the winner. I'm going to blow nice. through these nice and quick with no. 25 minutes only, guys. Uh, skip to. <laughs> skip until you hear music. Um. First of all, original property. The winner was Into the Breach. Cool. Which I'm happy about. Best music went to God of War. Oh, yeah, good. Which is. Been playing that recently. I featured music from that game on this podcast. So, therefore, I am good. Therefore, I'm the reason they won it. Yep. Game Uh, design. uh, Winner for game design was The Return of the Obra Din. Cool. Never heard of it. Not even gonna lie. Uh, best evolving game. Fortnite. What's that even mean? Uh, best narrative. Mean? God of War. Dave, you yep. you've been you've been trying to play God of War. You you should be hearing these and getting excited. I am actually a little bit excited game. now that you said God of War twice. Uh, best debut game. Uh, that's debut. For those of you who don't 
speak English. Yeah. Uh, Yoku's Island Express. Best mobile okay, yeah. game, Florence. Yeah, I've, I've played that one. Really good. Have you actually? No, of course I fucking oh, haven't. Mobile fuck games it. are dead. Uh, best family game is Nintendo Sims. Labo. <laughs> best artistic achievement, Return of the Obra Dinn. Okay. I'm, I'm Googling this game now. It's okay. been mentioned twice. It does look amazing. The look of it is uh, pretty crazy. Oh, oh, I thought you'd have played that, Gareth. It looks like a Gareth game. You know, where it's like, oh, what's this about? It's black and white. It's by the, white. the same guy who made um, Papers, Please, which I never played, so I felt like I don't really... Oh, Papers, Please is a fucking great game. Oh, that is, you'll love Return of the Obra Dinn, Dave. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced now. <laughs> I, there's nothing I like more than a Eastern European communist story. And all it took how... was two British Academy of Film and Television Award awards to the yeah. game for you to perk up and take and notice. Like, you know what? I'm going to fucking take notice now. One award, what, and yeah. you were like, no. Two, and you were like, I'm Googling this. Yeah, right, well, I'm Googling this now. It's been mentioned twice. It's not just a hipster bullshit game. It's an actual... <laughs> it's, a, it's a legit... It's on par with God of War at the minute. <laughs> That's true. Uh, best multiplayer goes to A Way Out. Oh yeah, I'm glad I actually got an award. <laughs> it's because multiplayer, I just got scared and fought Fortnite. They're just gonna fucking slam that in there. Next year's winner of best multiplayer, Borderlands Three. <laughs> yeah, see <laughs> what you did there. See what you did there. Uh, best audio Objection. achievement, God of War. Good. Uh, game innovation, Nintendo Labo. Really, innovation, cardboard. Innovation. Well, yeah, they'd, obviously they didn't invent cardboard, Dave. Okay, yeah, fuck it. I, I, I can't retort because I can't think of a different innovation that's happened recently. Exactly. It's not been a year of innovation. This oh. is what I mean. So, you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Right, carry on. Uh, best performer is Jeremy Davies from God of War. Nice. I believe that's the Scottish voice you hear in I the think game? that is the Scottish dude, yeah. All right, um... Best British game, Forza Horizon 4. Mm. Bob, did you hear that? A Forza game got mentioned. Yeah, he's there. Oh. I like Forza. <laughs> God, he literally sounds like it's just come from an ethereal realm. Yeah. Um, games Beyond Entertainment, which is always... What does that mean? What it does means that mean? That the winner of that... Is my child Liebensborn? What the? F- I assume <laughs> I assume you're googling it. Of course I am. Okay. Why? The spell it. Lieben. L e b e n s b o r n. Liebensborn. Liebensborn. My child. It's it's. Child it looks like how somebody with um a mental deficiency might spell lesbian. <laughs> My mum's a Lebensborn. <laughs> I got two Lebensborns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're my mummies. Uh, okay, then. What's this? Is this suggesting that it's an educational game? If it's a game beyond... Beyond entertainment. It's like beyond how our podcast used to be in the entertainment category on Audio Boom, and now it's not even on Audio Boom. So now we're beyond <laughs> entertainment. We are beyond entertainment. Okay, then. Yeah, fine. I'm going to assume that this game is worth it. Alright, great. 
mobile game of the year, which for some reason they made sure to tell you was an audience vote. Um, PUBG. It goes to old school RuneScape. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. <laughs> which makes me want that. On the my audience phone. have spoken. RuneScape is back on. Mini clip is back. <laughs> Yeah, they just made sure they were like, you have to know we didn't want this to we, win. We didn't vote this. It's yeah. shit. Yeah. But audience just spammed us, so it gets an award. But that, on this list, that's the second to last award. So obviously that's like a big deal, best mobile that's game. That's a huge deal, exactly, yeah. Um, best game. Game of the year, call it whatever you want. The BAFTA says best game. God of War. God of War. Oh, yes. Which gives so excited four, to keep playing this. Four, five awards overall: music, five narrative, um, audio achievement, performance, and best game. That is horrendously good. <laughs> I was worried then. Yeah, I think it's pretty well deserved. I'll be honest, playing it, and I've only played it for about ninety minutes. Um, I am already craving it. I'm hoping that my plans get cancelled tomorrow so I can play it more. That's how bad I am. Why don't you just not make plans, mate? Well, you know, because I'm a social creature, mate. And, you know, April and March is full of family-related birthdays. Oh, no. So, we, you know, for literally like the past two, three weeks, we've just been going out and celebrating birthdays. I shouldn't really complain because it has been fun. But I just haven't had time to play games, and I think that's the thing I'm missing. Yeah, yeah you'll you know. notice um, of all those games that just got listed, not one award went to Red Dead Redemption Two, and that's how you know the Baftas are actually meaningful and well thought out awards. And the Baftas have actually played Red Dead. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah, Red Dead does not deserve any of those titles. I, I, I don't think Red Dead Two is as bad as your experience of it is I think it is a game worth playing I don't think it is as good as the first one though you know and I'll stand by that I mean my experience was my experience exactly I'm just saying is that I I, I, my experience was not as bad as yours it was the same experience I played the same bit no it's not like I played it with a somebody poking me with a red hot poker from behind you didn't understand how to play it um, um, I'm just saying is that okay okay let me just rephrase that your opinion of your experience is wrong is not as <laughs> not the same as mine I'm not suggesting that is wrong I'm just saying is that me and Rob disagree with you okay you know, that's all alright your opinion is valid though no it's not and a lot of people that I've spoken to around the convention uh, two weeks ago uh, oh I went to a convention they agreed with you you don't brag about it much, do you? Uh, you can also go to the convention, Rob. Yeah, but... It's like it's just exclusive to it. me. Huh? Well, it sounds like it. it was we good, tried though. It in an hour early. Oh, and by, the way, by the way, you would love it. Um, they had a um, they had a retro zone, which were playing genuinely good games. There was Donkey Konga there. <gasps> I oh, love Donkey oh. Konga. Yeah, literally. I, I, I spent 20 minutes playing Donkey Konga and just loving it. They have jungle and I was still surprisingly good. I was still surprisingly good at Donkey Konga. Oh, I'd love to have a game of Donkey Konga against you, Dave. Yeah, and it was two players as well. They had two Kongas, and you could do versus mode. Oh, it was great. That's why I like going to like uh, Play Expo when they have them. 
Yeah. Um, and then they also had in the middle of this like game portal, as they called it, they had um, loads of consoles, and so there was loads of PlayStations land together, and there was loads of PCs land together. Uh, the PCs were playing League of Legends, and the um, the PlayStations were playing Fortnite. But people would just—it would just be a rotationary system. No one was queuing. Everyone was just going in, competing for like one or two games in this land party, and then just leaving, and like congratulating each other for playing really good games. And then towards like the later stages of like the afternoon, the League of Legends got quite heated and uh, really competitive. So that was fun to watch. Um, so yeah, that was exciting too. But I was too busy playing Donkey Kong to give a shit. <laughs> I well, that. that was brilliant, guys. Can we do the rest? tomorrow or Sunday it's just obviously I've got to feed my son and we've already been doing this for an hour and if I don't feed him then his mum will call an SPCC but we're literally about to get onto your, your crap con I'll get onto you in a minute sounds nice we're about to get onto crap con okay let's get onto crap con right here we go hang on hang on Everybody and welcome to this week's video game music segment. I'm the host of the segment, Gareth. Uh, this week, I ask you the question: What remixes of video game music have you heard? I'm sure you've heard a metal guitar version of your favourite video game theme, or maybe you've heard one of the like orchestral pieces that I've played in the past, like an orchestral version of the Battlefield 2 soundtrack or whatever that I've played on this podcast. Uh, but something I don't think I've ever featured or ever maybe even heard is jazz. Uh, I found a YouTube chat, well I didn't find them, I didn't like discover them when they had zero subscribers, um, but for the first time I heard this guy called Insane in the Rain Music on YouTube. He does uh, jazz covers of video game soundtracks, um, incredibly talented guy. His videos will show him playing every single instrument in the piece, um, I mean the, the word talent is uh, almost an insult to use for this guy. He's incredibly good. And what's important is the end product. It always sounds professional and very high quality, which leads me to featuring some of his music on this episode. If you like this, go and watch him on YouTube. He will have something from your favorite game. He has like a billion videos, every single one of them professionally done, every single one of them he's playing every single piece in the music himself very very talented guy so i'm going to feature some of his work that is again insane in the rain music all one word and this is the breath of the wild main theme a jazz cover
Resident Evil 2 is good, isn't it? No. Right. So. Resident Evil is well good. I loved it. Oh, sorry. Um, Rob's got something to say. Actually, I'm generally a bit interested. In the last few months, Capcom has had something of a renaissance. Of course, we all remember the Capcom of old, the fathers of Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, and a number of other fantastic franchises. But what do they look like now, here in the year 2019? Capcom released Resident Evil 2 Remake and Devil May Cry 5 to glorious reviews across the board. But is it a fact of everyone just thinking the same thing? People being caught up in the hype train? Or is it something a little bit deeper? I, Rob, will look at these games as a gamer and someone who played the originals and cast my opinion across them. Um, Rob, before, can I just interrupt yeah. you? Is this your actual dissertation that you're reading from? <laughs> no, I'm not reading from anything. I'm shooting from the hip. Fucking hell, mate. This is good. Carry on. Resident Evil 2 is not a good game. Oh, what? Now, what? a lot of people will say... How can you what? say that? How can you actually huh? say that? And that is okay, actually, sorry, yeah. That's actually I haven't given you time. I haven't given something you time. people would say. Now, playing uh, Resident Evil 2, I got this real distinct feeling that I probably wasn't playing the same game as everyone else. I hadn't really been caught up in the hype train. Um, it wasn't a game that I was particularly looking forward to. Would you, would you say that you're immune to the hype train? I, the, I, the, the hype train stopped, but I didn't get on it. Whether Did you stop on the coal train? No, not even that train. I just get a ra- average train every day. Um, coal train? I'm immune he to goes, Excuse me. <laughs> Where comes when I'm being silly, you lot are like, oh, oh Rob's being silly, we can't do anything, Mum. Because when and you're then... being silly, you're being fucking misogynistic and offensive. <laughs> no. I've not said one horrible thing about females. <laughs> it's all positive. That's true. Maybe too positive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Resident Carry on. Evil... <clears throat> Resident Evil 2. And, may... and I went on to a Facebook group and I decided to ask, hey, guys, is Resident Evil 2 just not that great? And I was met with stuff like, go and play Minecraft. Um, <laughs> you obviously haven't played the original, or it's very, uh, very, very, um, uh, very faithful to the original incarnation. Uh, maybe you should go and play that. I have played it, and it's one of my favourite games of all time. This is um, confuses me. Carry on. I will. I will get to my point, but I feel like you're just you're you're halfway through explaining yourself. So before we carry on, if you play Resident Evil Two, no. But what you'll find <laughs> in Resident Evil Two is when you start. What the fuck just happened? Stadia will yeah. not work. <laughs> will not work. To yourself. What do you mean? Well, you just cut out massively. Have either of you we, played we, Resident we Evil We assume 2? that you asked that question. No, I haven't played it, but I... Yeah, carry on. I have played Resident Evil 2 Remastered. Came out on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox and PC recently. Yes, I have played it, Rob. But it's not remastered. Is it not? Re- yeah, is remade? it not? No, it's just it's just called Remake. It's not... Is it remaster, not a like-for-like remake? Remaster would be... No. Shit. It's, yeah, it's a remake. It's not a remaster. It's not been remastered. It's not the game that has got an extra lick of paint. 
it's built from the ground up, isn't it? Yeah, but it is fundamentally the same game as Resident Evil 2. They never no, masked not. the fact that it was going to be different or groundbreaking. It can't they be the same. That- because it uses a completely different gameplay aspect. Right, okay. It it's controls like, the same. like Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best so things about it. So when people say it plays... So what, what did you dislike about... Well, no, yeah, what they mean what? by that is obviously the story and the Oh, look at you explaining it to me. The... I don't understand. Yeah, no, no, no. Mean, oh, God, I'm not patronising you. I'm just, you know, I'm just explaining to, I guess, the audience. Of there is no audience, mean. so you're basically just discussing it with me. Okay, then. So yeah. what what did you find was drastically different compared to the original PlayStation game? So... What I found quite annoying was yeah. the fact that it starts off relatively well in the station. I found it quite quite interesting. Yeah. But it seemed that a lot of it was very old school. And I understand that's part of the appeal. Yeah. The same as, you know, you need to now get a battery for this panel to power it up. Yeah. I've done that. Now you have to go and find something to open something in the next room. So you go around the whole station again. Um also the fact that ammo was quite sparse and I found myself having to run through a hallway with a liquor chasing me with two zombies and that Terminator guy and towards the end I think I just I got so frustrated and bored because it wasn't really a test of skill because it doesn't matter what I did it was very hard to get through and I felt that it was only because of sheer luck that I made it out of some of the uh, things, some of the confrontations I had. And I felt that um, it just, it had, I could understand why people liked it, but I couldn't understand why it was so critically acclaimed by almost every single other person. Um, did you love it, Gareth? I thought it was very good. I had never played the original. Um, but I'm a big fan of Resident Evil 4 and 5 and it controlled like those so that made me happy Um, I did think it was very strange like people fawn all over Resident Evil 2 like it's some all time classic game but um, my impression was that it took place in Raccoon City during the outbreak but you spend like there's two buildings in the game that you basically never leave Yeah, you you spend a brief bit of time between the two but it's like Extremely brief. I thought you were like in the city and you were like struggling to survive, making it to like safe place to safe place. And it just sort of, you're in a building and then there's like 10 minutes where you're not and then you're back in a different building and then the the game's over. I find it a bit disappointing in that respect. I think maybe Resident Evil 3 or Code Veronica is the other side of that, right? Where you're actually in the city more and it's... No. Well, I think it, nostalgia kind of fools you because I did feel that it was more based in the city streets than it actually was, you know. And I just I think that I went into it expecting to be blown away, right? Because I was a big fan of Resident Evil Two, like a big fan. I, I, I played it to death, and I played it on the PSV, or I played it on the PSP. I, I, I play it whenever I can because mm-hmm. I, I just think it's one of my all-time favorite games. And I suppose when I went and heard everyone talking about how great it was, I just expected this fantastic game because everyone was talking about it like it was the return to survival. 
viable horror. And I thought Capcom were going to take the formula and kind of tweak it slightly, which I've been led to believe that happened in the reviews. They kind of did, right? Yeah, but for me, they tweaked it in the wrong way because I didn't like the fact that the zombies, it was kind of completely random how they would stay down and for how long and how many bullets you'd have to pump into them. Yeah, that's true. That was very strange to me because I like games to have very obvious sort of outlines. Analytics, yeah. You do this, you get that. And I think gaming is really fundamentally based on that. If I'm playing Metal Gear Solid and I shoot someone in the head, they're dead. I don't have to wait for them or worry about them getting back up. If I shoot a zombie in the head, it's dead. That's what I've been led to believe. But in Metal Gear Solid, you do... The guards do come back. What do you mean? So in Metal Gear Solid, you kill the guy. Okay. Um, Yeah. You re-enter that zone. So Metal Gear 1, 2, 3. Um, You re-enter that zone. After a while, that guard will be replaced. Yeah, by another guard because they yeah. found out that he's dead, and then yeah. John has to go and take his shift over. Yeah. I'm not talking about oh, I've I've gone back now and I've I've got no. Oh, actually, yeah, and yeah, yeah, two yeah, zombies that I thought were dead. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it it just came across as a bit of a chore for me. I wasn't enjoying it. I just felt like was that mechanic not in the first Resident Dread. Evil Two game then. Was that, no, you know, survival mechanic started... where you had to reserve ammo, where you had to pick and choose when to use the shotgun, etc. Definitely, but I knew when a zombie was dead. As soon as it started leaking blood across the floor, it was dead. That's okay. how you knew it was dead and you could move on. Yeah. But in this, I didn't get the feet. The liquors were far too sprightly and fast for the game mechanics, the aiming mechanic. I don't know if Gareth found that as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree I think that you. was the point, yeah. I see what you're saying. I They're very was... fast. They jumped from They're meant to, to be terrifying. They're meant to make you panic. Um, but yeah, like you said, it. Th- I guess I understand the fact it would make it feel frustrating and unfair because you're like, well, it's almost like I'm in a cutscene because I can't control the outcome of this. It's just luck if I run past the liquor. If yeah, I don't I didn't, I didn't feel like... I, I kind of felt like I was bumbling my way through the game. I didn't feel like a badass, and I know that's what survival horror is supposed to be, but it didn't make me feel scared. It didn't make me feel like terror. I genuinely felt like, oh, no, here we go again. When, yeah, that, uh, when the big guy's chasing you around, I thought that was a very clever way of adding fear Speed to a game up, mechanic. Yeah. Like, you know, the Resident Evil 4 gameplay is not inherently scary. It's just the camera's behind you and no, you're aiming. No. But to make it scary by having this guy constantly following you, I thought it was quite clever. That really worked for me. Yeah, but having him on his own would have been better. But not being chased by... It reminded me of that Benny Hill thing, you know, with the music that goes... You had six zombies, Mr. X, two liquors, all Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, they're all chasing me, and it's like... That, that doesn't feel like it's built up tension or anything like that. Resident Evil's at its best when you're walking along a corridor and you can hear something, but you don't know what it is. It's not scary when you're thinking, oh, shit, if I get hit by a liquor again, I'm going to have to do this section all over again. Mm-hmm. That's a different kind of dread. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, not right. And that's the issue I had. 
That's the issue yeah. I had. No, yeah, I get that. And I just couldn't do that. that gameplay loop over and over again. I guess, like I you like... said, I, I didn't play the game, but I watched, like, Let's Plays on YouTube. And the reason I didn't buy it is because I, I don't, I didn't have the money at the time. Um, and I thought, I want to experience it, so this is the next best thing. But like you said, is that I watched two different people play the game, but yeah. they were almost exploiting the mechanic of, oh, these zombies in this game don't die. So when I shoot them in the head, they almost just become comatosed. Yeah. And if I walk out the room, I'll come back in, those zombies will now be awake and chasing me again. So what they were doing, they were shooting off legs so that when they come back into the room, those zombies are now, you know, incapacitated almost. And it increases their odds of surviving. Now the game is more now turning into, I need to find a way to exploit this. It's almost like the liquors, they would just slowly creep past the wall. If I run into the wall, full sprint, the liquor won't hit me. Yeah. So they were trying to like find exploits to get past these stages quicker, because like you said, otherwise they would have to be like, oh god, I've got no ammo, I'm gonna have to backtrack, and it kind of extended the game a bit more. Yeah, um, you can't use individual tactics because once you're being chased by that Mister X guy and two zombies, you can't be quiet around the liquor because you're already running to try and yeah. get away. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. That's what I mean. And the best games are when Resident Evil Four, for example. The reason that game was so good is because it presented you with enemies and it gave you the means to defeat them. But there was a lot of uh, unique. So do you remember, oh, I forgot the regenerators mm-hmm. with the um, where you would use the scope to use like a night vision to see oh, yeah. where it was vulnerable. That was brilliant. And then you had in another level, you would have uh, the monks with the shields that you could shoot through yeah. with a machine gun and you aim at their heads. But if you were to put all of them enemies in a room together, suddenly the gameplay breaks and the gameplay pattern is destroyed because you can only do so many things at once. And dealing with the zombies on their own are fine. Dealing with Mr. X on his own is fine. Dealing with the liquors on their own are fine. But once you put them all in a corridor, I'm not even talking about an open area. I'm talking about a narrow corridor that you also have to get through. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes a mess. And that's, for me, why I couldn't I think, see why everyone was raving about it. I think what everyone was raving about is the feeling that they had when playing the game. And I think that speaks more towards the current gaming market than it does towards the attributes of the Resident Evil game. So, um, you know, everyone was saying, oh, it made me panic just like the original used to. Oh, yeah, it it built up tension just like the original. And I think what they were trying to emulate is because in the original PlayStation game, you had the tank controls, which were like notoriously difficult to get your head around, especially when the camera angle would just change. So you would end up be like running away from Mr. X and being like, oh crap. And then you're turning back and facing him because the camera angles changed and now left is actually forward and you know, all of that shit. So once you got used to playing the game, it became second nature, but yeah, it made you panic because the limitations of the current gaming um, programming was what made it scary. Now they up, 
updated it they've you know they've they've put in more modern style movement graphics and technology having zombies that plenish or die isn't enough of a challenge now so you could just go around and just pap all the zombies which are in the corridors which means running around is now no issue um you know that's easy enough so i think what they were trying to do is to generate that panic that terror by making the enemies harder and the more survival aspect of the game more prevalent in the gameplay um and that's why everyone was raving about it everyone was ranting about it because it made them feel those nostalgic feelings not because it was a perfect reboot of the game but because games in the modern era aren't exactly the most challenging and because it made them think and have to actually backtrack and you know go back to the times where they were limited by game space etc um you yeah, know, but I even hear arguments like, well, at least it's finished when Capcom released it, or at least it's not a bug. Yeah, but again, see, that's not a compliment that uh, that is a compliment, really, is it? That's that's no, that's, that's an that's an expectation part. that people now don't have about games. They're just re- you know, relieved. Yeah, <laughs> people don't have the expectation that a game is now 100% finished when it's released. No. And when a game is 100% finished when it's released, it's almost like 10 out of 10. Well done, you did your yeah. job. Ten out of ten, you did what was yeah. expected of you. You know, that's right, not something so, that should be. Um, Devil May Cry Five, also um, big Devil May Cry fan. Yeah. Played all of them over and Sorry, over again. Um, what's your? What's your? You're you're missing your gloat. You usually gloat when you're talking about Devil May Cry. Oh yeah, I've completed. A- him on Devil Downton Must Die and stuff. There we like go. That. Really Thank you. It. Sorry, it's Thank not a it's not a conversation about Devil May Cry about that sentence. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I hate on these games that I'm doing it on purpose. I genuinely no. go into these games hoping to love them. Yeah. No, but I'm especially I, with a review score. Yeah. I'm taking this conversation. Like, when from I watch your you... expectations of the game are higher because you've played better versions of it. In you know. Yeah, your expectations yeah. of it are so high because you're a fan. Say, if there fan. was a, a review and it said 7 out of 10, I'd go fair enough. I'll still play it because yeah. I like the Devil May Cry if it was 8 out of 10. But when it's 9 on IGN or 9 out of 10 on I think you're allowed to go in there feeling that, is that my voice okay? Because it says poor network connection it skipped a little uh, bit it was but jumping I think we a get little the gist. Bit. yeah we're getting the gist that you know it's the 9 out of 10s and your I expectations think you're are now entitled. super high yeah. yeah so you do it's it's like if Dave said to me oh Rob I went to a restaurant last night and I had the best burger I've ever tried I'd say really and he'd go yeah it's perfect because 9.5 that's 0.5 away from being perfect yeah. like yeah. perfection no that's flaws 0.5 whatsoever. from like the burger gets up and gives you a blowjob halfway through <laughs> Or gives you a blowjob whilst you're having the burger. <laughs> the double whammy, you know. You know, yeah. that we're not talking about, oh, Rob, that's a bit unreasonable. We're talking about point, half a percent or yeah. half a yeah a decimal yeah, but, away from being perfection. But but Dave's like, oh, God, this burger, 9.5 out of 10, amazing. Oh, yeah. Dave, where, where'd you get it from? Uh, burger King? Yeah. You're standing in the market <laughs> and you'd be like, um... I mean, okay. I mean, you enjoyed you, it. That's oh, fine. Yeah. But I mean, okay, cool. I mean, that's still a burger, right? Yeah. 
Are you sure? Is there something special about Birmingham Burger King? That <laughs> is Burger King like a restaurant in your place, not a fast food joint. No, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> uh, Devil May Cry Five is a good game. It's a good game, but it's not a perfect game. Devil May Cry Three is the best in the series, but it's in no way a perfect game. And yeah. I don't understand where people pull in. It's, this is not so much a. Um, a criticism of Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2. They're both good games. Yeah. It's more of a criticism of how games are viewed now. Yeah. And the fact that I don't know if it's because it's almost, you know, that Sekiro Shadow Dries Twice. I haven't played it, but I knew it was going to get 9s or 9.5s. Yeah. It's almost as if People who review games are too scared to give it a low review score now because I don't know. I don't even think it's that. I don't think it's a conscious effort. I think they are generally impressed that a game, a game that doesn't have loot boxes or microtransactions that they throw down your throat, a game which actually has a basic storyline which can be followed in a linear fashion that makes sense that has have we lowered the bar so much i think people have lowered the bar because because of the performance and the popularity of games like fortnite that's now like the expectation of greatness and when a story-driven game comes along it doesn't have to do much to maintain or to get to the same heights that fortnite have got to does that make sense yeah I'm also looking at games that are considered all-time classics. We're talking about Ocarina of Time, and we're talking about Mario 64. Yeah. Those kind of games. I don't necessarily agree with the review scores, but I didn't play them in the time that they were released. And I can appreciate that they are way forebearers in their genres with what they achieved. Now, Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry 5 are in no way going to be looked at in the same way in 10, 20 years' time. They're just going to be another iteration in a series. Yeah. And I think that's also what's worrying because you're you're talking about as if these games are groundbreaking. And Devil May Cry 5 is good. It's got a competent combat system. But half of the game is set inside what appears to be a massive vagina. <laughs> and ten out of ten. I don't... Yeah. They've probably seen gameplay of this. Or yeah, no, play. I know exactly what I'm about. It's the demon world, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's called just, like it's the just fleshly redness. And, you know, the f- so again, and I don't need to hark on about it, I did do a Devil May Cry photo shoot, and I was going to Photoshop them into this, like, Devil May Cry world. So I was Googling for inspiration to be like, oh, yeah, what background can I do? And then, like you said, it was... I was just like, well, I can't do anything with this because it's just a fleshy red yeah. mess. It doesn't look cool. It just looks like a fleshy mess. I can't edit as I was expecting to edit because in the previous, or in my mind, um, with, like you said, Devil May Cry 2 and 3, I was thinking like this almost Castlevania-style, yes. you know, gothic background. Oh, it's going to look really epic. Let's see what screenshots I can grab. No, none of that. It's just no. fleshy red mess and well, a bit of it set in London, which was quite nice. Yeah. Um and then when you went going inside this a uh, sort of demon cocoon, you keep waiting for it to kind of because you're like, this can't be it. And then it's like act three, act, no, act six, act seven, act eight, act nine. And you're still in it. And you're it's like, kind of like you remember at the end of games where you would just fight the bosses over again, but they'd just be a little bit difficult. It felt more like that. It felt Devil May Cry Five feels more like uh, a kind of 
there was a game mode called Bloody Palace on the other Devil May Cries where you would just yeah, be dropped a lot in of people an area. Yeah. And that is what the game is. Like it doesn't have a pro- progression. It doesn't have it doesn't have uh going from A to B to C to D. It's going from A to B and then remaining at B B B B till the end of the game. I Yeah, there's no the there's game, no finale. No, I finished it and I was like, How is this a nine or a nine point five? This is a seven. It's a seven out of a ten game. It's above average. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it is above average. But it's not near It's perfect. a good game, but it's not near perfect. A seven no. out of ten is a good score. Oh, it should be it. considered a very seven good game. Seven or eight out of ten is a good score. That's a good game. It's a yes. recommended game. I'd recommend people play it at eight out of ten. But like you were saying, Rob, I understand your point. A nine out of ten is nearing perfection. You know, 9.5 is as close to perfection as you can get. And then 10 out of 10 is obviously nothing's wrong with this game. A, a 9 out of 10, I've never... I've Well, I've played DMC, but I've never played any of the Devil May Cries, like the main story ones. A 9 yeah. out of 10 should say to me, oh, I, even though I'm not a fan of this, I should play it because it's such a good game. Yeah, I should yeah. experience this game. That's what a you 9 out of 10 is a... I think this is an introduction. So a similar experience for me is um, Metal Gear Solid 5. Now, I played this game later than I expected myself to um, due to, I think I was on holiday. Um, So I was reading reviews on it, almost hyping myself up because I was so excited to actually experience it and play it. Mm -hmm. Um, Massive fan of the series going like, again, for me, Metal Gear 3 is the best game. And that's like near perfect for me. Um, Metal Gear 4, I even bought or borrowed my friends for PlayStation 3 to play Metal Gear 4. I remember that. I never bought yeah. it. Uh, but um, So when Metal Gear 5 came out, and everyone's like, 9.5 out of 10. You know, 9 out of 10. Must play. And I had this massive expectation of this. Oh, they've, they've completely innovated this game style. Really excited to play it. It got to like the midsection of the game, and I just started getting really bored. I was like, there's, there's, there's not much content to it. And you're telling it does me make you wonder how much reviewers actually play these games. Yeah. Do they play them to completion, or do they just start well, at the beginning of, and then presume what it's going to be? Yeah, it gets to the point in Metal Gear 5 when you get the um, Ghost Squad, those weird parasite creatures come out. And then it goes really shallow like there's no store main story missions for ages and it just encourages you to oh just do side missions just just build up mother base and although that was enjoyable the world as presented to you as this massive open plane was vastly emptier than i expected it to be i expected it to be a lot more to it now it feels even worse after things like far cry 5 and and, uh red dead redemption the worlds of metal gear 5 just they're just empty desolate places this is it desolate places and even camps at some point if i drove through them quick enough on um the back of the robot when you like get the r and d um ups high enough you get like this little drop um robot which pretty much ice skates everywhere and goes over all the terrain if you go through a camp quick enough people don't even spot you because their ai almost hasn't loaded in (laughs) Yeah. So you drive past like this enemy station, and they're just like, "Oh, there was a person." Oh no, it's fine. Well, let's face it; it's not open world Metal Gear Solid Five. No. It, it's it's little caverns because you but can't sort of go is, across the land because yeah. it's a massive mountain. But this is why I said is that I think Metal Gear Three is the best game for me, and I think Metal Gear Four 
um, went back to its roots a bit more. And I think that's why it was, again, an extremely good game. It's because they show you large open worlds, similar to The Last of Us. This is a large open world, but you're only playing in a very small, controlled environment. And because it's a stealth game, you get to learn that very small, controlled environment and gain the upper hand. You then become Big Boss, um, you know, or Snake. In Phantom Pain, it's difficult because it's the open world. It's a bit more sporadic and it's, or, you know, they want you to believe it's a bit more... um, Well, it's not tightly... Exactly, it's not tight and it doesn't, and therefore that's when it fails because because the story yeah, the kind demo, of drops the, the the story drops off you know when it's yeah. when it was metal gear 3 you had that open you were continuously moving to different worlds and i remember first playing it get, being proper worried about not knowing what comes into the next zone and then understanding that that was part of the game yeah but that but time tells doesn't it and yeah. like i say metal gear solid 3 goes down as one of the best games and that's not but I played the HD remake of it thinking oh it's just nostalgia talking I played that and again addicted I played it from start to finish because I wanted to play it again because it still holds up because again it's a stealth game which knows its limitations which understands where it can go with it um, but it's still led and it's still driven by its story. The thing that fell flat for me and reasons why, again, I'd probably give Phantom Pain a 7 out of 10 is because the whole reason people play a Metal Gear game is for the story. And for me, it felt episodic. And Metal Gear does not work in episodes. I don't want to play an episode of Metal Gear Solid. I want to feel a part of this bigger story, which I'm not in control of, that I feel like I'm being a playing a part in you know all these characters come out of nowhere and it's amazing as i see this world unfold metal gear solid 5 wanted you to go oh did you enjoy that here's an ad break go do 15 side missions mm, back to the story no that's not how it works it, you know so, that woke up to me and so summarize yeah my point coming back to yours is that i had expectations that it was going to be a similar thing and then when i actually experienced it because my expectations of the game were so high i felt overall disappointed because i was like this is not as good as people keep saying it is yeah um it's a good game i would recommend people who played metal gear solid to play it but it's nowhere near as good as people keep giving it credit but the score review will tell you that it is as good as metal gear solid 3 precisely near perfection no it's not near perfection because near perfection is metal gear solid 3 and it doesn't oh, it doesn't compare here's what i would say right yeah i'm a huge fan of earth defense force yeah well, hold on. are objectively not good games i don't care Fucking I love them epic anyway. games <laughs> yeah. if earth... take it all with a pinch of salt yeah. but it's epic if a new earth defense force game came out and it was getting tens out of tens oh, alarm bells would start ringing for me because similar yeah. to Devil May Cry, you know, it was never that sort of, really that 10 out of 10 game. It was more of a cult, like, underground. If you love it, you love it, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. Everyone knows what to thing. expect when they're playing Earth Defense Force, yeah. isn't it? You know, so, people who play it know what to expect. Yeah, so even a Defense Force game came out to, like, 10s, I would be concerned more than excited. <laughs> yeah, but what yeah. if a hipster journalist had been like, 
yo man, Earth Defence Falls 10 out of 10. You guys just haven't been able to see it for what it really is. It's really deep. It's amazing. And uh, you just don't understand the ones that came before it. Yeah. Um, and then everyone was like, wow, yeah, he's got a point, actually. He knows what he's talking about. Because he's a hipster. <laughs> and then Gareth can say, guys, it's all right. I played Earth Defence Force 1, 2, 3. Earth Defence Force um, on the Xbox 360 when it come out. It's okay to say it's not a great game, but I just enjoy playing it. Now, no, Gareth. Gareth, you don't understand. You don't, you're don't. you not looking at it properly. It's a 10 out of 10. It's subversive. It's an ironic game. It's, there's so much irony. It's supposed to look crap, but it's not crap. It's actually amazing. <laughs> no, but that, you can imagine what I'm saying. They, they actually made a 4K HD game, but then they made it worse so that it it, it maintains that um, that visual style. movie quality. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no worse feeling than when everyone's like, this thing's amazing, and you play it, and you're like, um, have I got like the wrong yeah. version? Do I need to download like an update? Yeah, did I miss something? Is there DLC? Because it wasn't as good as I thought it was. And that's what I'm saying. If, if Resident Evil 2 got a 7 out of 10, I would have probably played it to completion. I'd give it like but, an 8 out of 10. Was, yeah, 7, 8, fine. But because I was playing it expecting near perfection, every time there was something that yeah, wound me up, yeah. I just thought, no, no. I'm, I bought this because I'm expecting a certain level of quality and a certain level of perfection, yeah. if it were. What am I doing running around in a Benny Hill fashion having all these zombies chasing me? I think this is it. This is why I don't actually look at reviews anymore. And this even yeah. stretches into film and television. Like, you know, even as far as like the most recent Avengers, everyone at school's like, oh, have you have you watched a new trailer? No, I don't want to get hyped up for this movie at all. I don't want to know anything about this movie because then I gain expectations for the movie. And if that movie doesn't meet those expectations, I'm going to come out of that disappointed. I want to go into it blind and then I want to experience it as movies should be experienced. And I think this is how people should be playing games as well. Don't go in there with any expectations. Don't read a review. Don't see all the fake 9 out of 10s because it's only going to give you strict, stricter expectations for the game. And I think it ruins the experience. The last game I had massive expectations for was No Man's Sky. Yeah, exactly. And look how that fucking turned out. Well, the, the only things I was like psyched for is shit they showed in the trailer that wasn't in the shit, game they weren't when it came there, out. Which was a fucking concept art. I'm worried... just showed you concept art. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried I'm going to get too excited for Borderlands 3, but I don't see how it could disappoint I, I me. I don't see no. how they could fuck that up, though. This is yeah. it. I'm only going to watch that one trailer. That's it. The end. Yeah. I'm done. You know, no more hype around it. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to look at the characters. I'm going to go into it blind, and I'm probably going to enjoy it a lot more than other people. Well, Rob, what series are they going to release a new entry in this year that you'll be like, oh, no? Rob? 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 Robert? Robin? No, he's not here. Robert. He's gone. Robber Johnny. Oh, fucking no. Okay, he's gone. Are he's there gone. any more like sort of Capcom type sequels coming out? Um Not that I know of, not off the top of my head. Maybe they'll re release like Resident Evil Three in that same style and we can have this. Probably will. And you know, everyone keeps saying that that's that's always the case. Because this one's done so well. So I, I wouldn't But I again I don't think that the Resident Evil Three would be a bad thing. I'd enjoy it. I reckon um, 
but like Rob was saying, is that um, reviews give you un, unrealistic expectations, and people, I think people's expectations for games, and especially for games companies, has dropped drastically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, games companies don't have to do a lot now to get 10 out of 10s. Um, I'm even seeing it because I, lo- I watch a lot of review channels on YouTube. And the reviews are still quite harsh, and they're still held to accountability. But you know, recently the Division Two, they got like nine out of ten for Division Two, yeah. and I was like, is it though, or is it is it a nine out of ten because it's got great gameplay, or is it a nine out of ten because it gives you what should have been in the first division? Is that something that should grant this release a nine out of ten? Yeah, well, people are just so hungry for a game that works is and is people fully featured at launch that they just way overestimate. And plus, and if I'm honest as well, like, I think this is my going to be my experience, um, you know, and my recent experience with the PlayStation Four, you yeah. know, because I've been so hungry for a story-driven, highly crafted, almost artistic game where you sit there and go, "No, this is a game. This is why I enjoy playing games." Yeah, like my my experience has almost been like overly exposed so god of war to me is like amazing and i'm not even like i'm almost too biased because i've been so starved for content yeah does that make sense it like, does. You know, like god of war could release a you know it's, it's, it's just kratos farts in his in his cabin and i'd probably give it 10 out of 10 <laughs> because it's better than i have expected games to be but almost the reverse is happening yeah. you know games that are not held to high expectations anymore because of loot bot culture and because of free to play mechanics in paid for games like it's killed people's expectations and for even people like you know call of duty sectioning off things like maps and you know and like rob touched on it just then to say that if a game is released complete then that immediately gets, gives it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Because it was released complete without any day one patch. Yeah. So you get a 7 out of 10 for doing what's expected. Like, yeah. you know, that, that, that shouldn't be a 7 out of 10. I agree. Um, and part of the problem yeah. as well is that if you're reviewing a game, you get it before it comes out. You have to complete it before yeah. it comes out. You have to have your video ready and edited and uploaded as soon as it comes out because you have to be first. You need the clicks and all the shit, you know, yeah. where... 10 years into this kind of culture plus there's more people than ever doing it because anyone can just buy a webcam make a youtube account and just go um but even better like you know youtube youtube will just fuck you over but anyone can grab a keyboard write a convincing blog post on it smash it onto you know uh a fairly advert like advertiser friendly web page and then suddenly advertisers will come to it if it was released quick enough so yeah like you said everyone's rushing for those review copies everyone's rushing to get their opinion out so they're like oh Resident Evil 2 has been remade oh I get to play it before anyone else oh it's like it works and like I can play the whole game in one go oh the yeah. story's actually and it's faithful it's kind of plays alright as well holy shit yeah 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's like, that's it. come on. But like my point was before, I said I think people with Resident Evil were relying on those nostalgic feelings because they haven't felt that tension in such a long time. Yeah. A survival horror game where I'm actually panicked. A survival horror game where I actually have to think about using an item and restoring ammo. But 
even like I said, even watching the Let's Players, when it got to like the later episodes where they got into like the DLC of the game, they were just streaming through it and just oh shoot their legs out right that'll do yeah um almost game breaking mechanics to be like right let's just get through it because you know fundamentally the the gameplay probably wasn't there but um i don't think it's a bad game but i think i agree with rob is that the it doesn't the nine out of ten rating suggests that it is nigh on perfection yeah and it's not perfection (laughs) i agree yeah all right so rob's gone he's probably gone to feed his kid and like rob's gone know, yeah responsibilities shit yeah, love him and spend time with him fucking uh. <laughs> and, uh, and this section went on for like 40 minutes so yeah i say fine. instead of talking for the next 45 minutes about what we've been nope. playing uh, i was going to say do you just want to quickly name and then we will discuss it further in the next episode we so obviously tease him yeah so, so obviously, I've been playing God of War, uh, yeah. loving it massively. Um, I'd probably say the just everything about it so far. Right. And it's a similar experience to The Last of Us. They do that thing where you walk into a new area and they give you that vista just to stare at and mm-hmm. go, oh, that's <laughs> cool. And then they give you a new weapon. They're like, oh, here's some easy enemies. Completely fuck them up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, that's cool. Um and the story gives you enough about it. It doesn't it doesn't just vomit on you every every bit of exposition. Um, you know, it teases you a bit. And then slowly now again I knew. I knew that it's based in like Nordic um mythology. Yeah. Um, but the game doesn't immediately tell you that. You know. It kinda suggests it here and there. And then about an hour into the game they're just like, Oh, the Norse gods won't like that and then you're like, Oh, I'm in Nordic mythology. This is gonna be cool. Yeah. And I'm actually generally fascinated with it. So you know one of those like you no know, glyphs comes up and it just goes, Oh, here's something about a Nordic god. I'm sitting there reading it. I'm just like I'm such a fucking nerd, but I'm loving it. So yeah. I'll play it a bit more and I'll give you a full um you know, very excited jizz fest uh, next episode. It might be worth a segment if you've completed it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I am playing, I think I'm at the last boss of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, a game that you hate but don't want it to defeat you. <laughs> I Is, it, is that a correct summation of that? I I mean, I'm, I'm about to complete it and I would say it's maybe like a 2 out of 10... Wow. In my opinion. You've um, committed so much time to a game which is, in your opinion, trash. <laughs> yeah. I may have a problem. What's that say? You know what? I reckon that needs to be the segment. <laughs> when you complete this game, I'm now going to psychoanalyze you and figure out what this game has upon you that has forced you to complete it. Because let's be honest, it's a force. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it... Okay, so it controls well... But the combat is bad and feels bad. And the the balance is bad. Uh, graphically, it's fine. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot bad and one or two things just about good enough. But then right. your character moves around quite well. So, right. I don't know. I I'm think, excited to hear more about that. I think it's mainly pride. Because I've completed Dark Souls one, two, and three, I feel like yeah, I have you don't want to be. 
it's almost like, yeah, I, I think I understand what you're saying. Is that you don't want to say that this game's trash, and then someone's retort back to you is, yeah, but you you're only saying that because you couldn't complete it. That, that's yes, you I... know, because it's a, because it's from the makers of Dark Souls, because it's from the makers of Dark Souls. There is that culture of, oh, but you're just, you just weren't good enough to play it. That's why you think it's crap. Yeah. So you're like, no, I completed it. It's still crap. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think it's bad because it beat me. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I just think, think it's bad. Yeah, but we'll we'll crap. get into it more when we yeah. when we discuss it fully. But yeah, no, to yeah. tease what we've been playing for that. future. That's that's it. I've yeah. also played a little bit of War Groove, which is Advance Wars, basically for the Switch. Nice, um, and that's cool. But there's not that much to talk about really. Um, so for now, Dave. Enjoy your Friday night. I will do. I've got a cup of tea. I've got a cake. And I am going to be watching some Netflix, I think. I don't know what. Any recommendations? um, I've just finished Umbrella Academy. Okay. Um, It annoyed me. (laughs) Oh, why? Because it's it's, it's, it's literally a series of peaks and troughs. Yes, and um, definitely. Luckily, it ended on a peak, and I hope that they can just plateau there and maintain that level of energy. Sure. I just feel like it, it just felt to me like they were trying to be a bit too edgy. It was trying to be very edgy, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, and it ruined the story because it kind of it really frustrated me because all the characters developed into this like point and it got to like episode eight and then all the characters made a bad a decision which literally goes against all of their character development up into that point yes every bad thing that happens in the show you, you, is caused by yeah, our main characters precisely do you understand the point i'm making I like, know so exactly they grew the bit you mean yep. and... so so they all grew they all developed into these better characters and it's all about becoming an independent person away from their like tyrannical father and then they make a decision which goes literally back to episode one where they were these lesser developed characters who were just two-dimensional and that fucks everything up yeah and then you sit there and go yeah that's what annoyed me fundamentally but um i hope that season two is better and maintains the peak that they're currently sitting on mm-hmm. um anime wise there's an anime on right. Netflix called Kakaguri, which right. is about a high school which is based around... So the hierarchy system in the high school is based around gambling. All right. It's really good. And I fully recommend you watch it. It's 12 episodes for the first season. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So I'd highly recommend that. Cool. Well, if you are needing something to watch, Dave, uh, I would recommend Santa Clarita Diet. The third season just came out. Ooh. Uh, it's just a really f- funny, interesting show. And it's on Netflix. So you already have it, probably. Amazing. So, yeah, looking forward to that. But, yeah, you enjoy your Friday evening. I will. Uh, and until next time, Gareth. Until next time. Hopefully, hopefully Rob. 
hopefully Rob and hopefully again. won't be too long away because this one was so far after the last one because Rob yeah, was like I'll do so it far. I won't do it I'll do it I'll do it wait for me wait yeah, for me exactly. oh let's do it now oh let's not and that was like two weeks of time was being like okay Rob we're willing to wait just come on come on and come on. today was the day come back so exactly. hopefully now we'll have a bit of a taste for it hopefully maybe hopefully, hopefully. I, did, hopefully. I did read out a list so what's not to love about this episode that's what I was about to say highlights of the episode the list it's just top 10 done alright mate I'll yeah. see you next time until next time see you later oh, bye 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 bye